0: Episode 10 30 of the Sleeper in the Bus. It is Tuesday, March 22nd I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. 48 hours until Vegas. Can't wait, man. I am so excited. We've got so much to do before then, but I just cannot wait. We got our we got the biggest news ever yesterday. We got yeah. league assignments, <laughs> and we're in the same league, and it's just unbelievable yeah and you know i don't know maybe greg did us a little favor behind the scenes i'm not here to call out anything because it certainly has not been brought to my attention if so but if he did i think it's, it's random. all random it, yeah, it's, it's all random. random because uh scott Jensen got moved through like every league so there's some sort of computer automation but the fact that we ended up in the same league is insane then you throw in jeff zimmerman and it's a rotographs uh you know just shenanigans all over the place. Dalton Del Don, Scott Jenstead, the wheel of Jenstead landed in our league. He eventually uh, wound up in our league, but literally there's like 25 people who said, oh, he was in our league for a minute. He was in our league for a minute, but
1: -hmm. he ends up
0: in our league. Uh, That's not it. The the hits just keep coming. Dustin McComas is is a friend of mine from Austin.
1: And in the industry too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like seeing him, the first thing I think of is he's a trivia friend. Um, he's on the big, big competitive team uh, that uh, actually sort of disbanded the team that would give us probably the biggest hassle more often than not. But yeah, he works over um, at, at Five Tool on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He used to work over a uh, big time Longhorns guy, covered them at Orange Bloods forever. Any Longhorns fan knows what that is. So he's in it. Um, then we got Emmett. Ruland is a name that I've heard a bunch before. I'm very good player with him, but I know he's a beast. Dave Potts. Who doesn't know Dave Potts? Yeah. Uh, Dave Smith. Very good player. Michael freaking
1: Govia. You want to talk Uh about
0: entertainment value in this? Oh, our our
1: draft is going to be the one to watch. Like that's what I am saying. If you were going to be in Vegas um, for the, this weekend um, on Saturday morning, uh, when these drafts occur yeah that that is of the seven drafts that are going on i think ours is easily the one to watch you me govier Jenstad, uh, Zimmerman and i mean Zimmerman's pairing Pairman with Taylor Bell yep um yeah Dalton del Don like this is gonna be uh dustin it's gonna be a fun table. Uh, to just I can't wait. be around. And I, I don't want to give short strip. I don't know these people,
0: and I'll meet them on Saturday, but Mike Dug- Duggan, Herb Eero, and Ryan Radzinski working together, uh, Ray Diaz, I mentioned, and Ralph Ehrman. So it's a it's a group. Mm-hmm. You got the third pick. I got yep. 15. Did you go straight butter, or did you change it last second? With I, KDS? I,
1: I changed it last second. Um, I would went, have had KD, the t-
0: KDS is when you just... Uh, you sort your one to 15, however you want. And then that is also automated and you get what you get, but you can pick where your spot is depending how early you come out. So straight butter would be just leaving at one to 15. Just want to explain that before you got what, into what, what you did. Yeah.
1: Which is what I usually do. Um, I, I felt like I, in the main event, the pitching goes so fast. Mm-hmm. I knew Dalton was going to be our league. Dalton is notorious for taking like six or seven straight pitchers. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to put myself third first if I can and go. I did three, two, one, and then I moved up some of the back ones just in case um uh, the pitching goes really fast. I can grab one, you know, hopefully before that, you know, one, two turn if I, if I were to land the one pick. Um So and I got my first choice. Uh, I was the second person pulled out of the hat to choose and, um, wanted, had already gone to Scott Jensen, mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got three and then Dalton del Don got two. Got two. So, so you know, he's going to take Eric Cole in front of you. Yeah. So, uh, I've been kind of teasing him on Twitter with like, you know, gifts of like, Jedi mind tricks and stuff like that to try to get him to take Nick Pavetta first. Um, I don't know that it'll work. Dalton's a pretty damn know. good player. I've played with him for sharp. a number of years now in the barf league. So, uh and Scott I've played with before in TGFBI. So it's, um it's nice for me. I, I'm sure you probably feel this way too. I know a lot of these people. This is but awesome. I've, yeah. I've played with probably, I've played with over half of the league before. So uh it, hopefully will that'll work to my advantage and i will crush you all because that is what i'm planning to do doubtful
0: i'm picking at the wheel baby i got 15 i did move that up a little bit there i went um i went one three two four five nine can you guess why i put nine up high
1: because you want to pick 69 (laughs) (laughs) correct
0: I'm such an idiot. And then I went 6, 7, 8, 15, 14, 10, 11, 12, 13. Guys, I won a league, so any dipshit can win a league. <laughs> uh, and even if they move nine up specifically so they have pick 69. Now, I didn't get it, unfortunately. That that honor is going to go to Jason Gill, and he better treat it, treat it well. But, uh, yeah, so, dude, I can't wait. Saturday is going to be amazing. The whole trip, Vegas trip, is going to be awesome. But the fact that our league is so stacked with just fun people that we know, And uh, should just be a blast. I honestly, I can't wait. I look for like Twitter videos and things like that too, during, during breaks and whatnot. I can definitely see Govia getting his phone out, but Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a lot of other people in the league that might, but we got a lot to talk about because we're doing starting pitchers. If you didn't see my tweet, um, I didn't record the reliever episode yet. Uh, I was going to, I had all my plans. I got my work done. I got my shortstops posted And then uh, the world changed here in Texas. There was a rash of tornadoes across the state that were going crazy. The closest one got to us was 13 miles away. So Jen and I were like storm chasing, like we're tracking everything. And uh, then it led like right into the Beat Paul Spore League. So I will record the relievers today, release it tomorrow on Wednesday if you're listening to this live on Tuesday. But we got starting pictures to talk about, and you know it's gonna be a long time. So we need to dive right in, and we're going to do the same thing we did with the outfielders. A lot of the upper tier guys, instead of diving in and be like, "What do you What do you think of Garrett Cole?" Like that's kind of worthless. I try to get a little bit more of a pointed question, and we kind of stick and move with with those. So let's just start. Was the Garrett Cole st- sticky stuff situation overblown, Justin?
1: I think so. Um, I mean, he obviously affected him early on, but he was still great. Um, and he's just one of the most reliable aces out there without any injury concerns or any more injury concerns than any other pitcher has. Yeah, yeah no um, I mean, obviously every pitcher has concerns, but not. Um, I, I see the argument for, his, you know, uh, Corbin Burns over him. I haven't been able to push him below Corbin Burns. Cole's number one, I think, right now.
0: I, I think so, too, and I'm, I'm not even sure it's really a competition. And I, mm-hmm. I love Burns, but... No, nah, I think you just take call. I think you're trying to complicate things a little bit too much if you don't take call. Yeah. Is Shohei Otani underutilized as a pitcher? He was SP30 last year. Now, I know he was hitter 6, but is there ever a scenario where his where his pitching is useful? Can you ever envision yourself drafting such an offensive stalwart of a team that you'd actually want to use him as a pitcher?
1: Um no. Um I mean, he's just so good offensively. Yeah. Um I, I draft him as a hitter and with the hopes that i'm going to be ahead enough in hitting categories later on that maybe i can use him as a pitcher at times um or if there's just a really good matchup the problem is angels run a six-man rotation they will skip starts randomly just to kind of yeah. take the pressure off of him uh and so if you're playing in a weekly format league that's brutal to take a zero um true, true. so true. uh i yeah. think it's i think it's more just a catch-up thing if you're behind in pitching later on and i think really it would have been a better case to make last year when when
0: the price was different because paying first round pick for an sp30 is not really the best idea. so i get yeah. it i just wanted to point out that he was still sp30 along with being hitter number 6. what an Obvi-
1: obviously guy. in a best ball or in a daily moves uh, lineup he is the number one overall player by by far
0: like if you yeah, can use him as both in his daily mm-hmm. moves and you don't pick him number 1 you you made the wrong pick i'm sorry there is no two ways around it any workload concerns on corbin burns 167 last year was a career high made 28 starts you know basically a full season i give credit for that but it's the first one in the majors any workload concerns with him being kind of that sp number two number three depending on people's rankings uh because we haven't seen him do like an even 180 or higher anywhere any worries there
1: Maybe a little, just because the, the Brewers really try to optimize their pitching staff um, and not push him. But, I mean, whatever you do get from him is just going to be amazing. Um, I think, you know, on a per-inning basis, he's probably better than Cole. You just – and the reason you don't have him in front of Cole is because you're a little worried about what the inning totals are going to be. You, you can pretty much pencil in 200 for Cole, and you can't do that for Burns. Um, that being said, like I said, I, I just think he is – the best pitcher in the league, not named Jacob Degrom. Uh, you think? Cole is. I th- no, I th- uh,
0: Corbin Burns. I think, you think Burns is okay. Yeah, but you're taking Cole- so Cole is your number one strictly due to the
1: volume piece. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. I mean, he's elite too, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, if you could promise me 200 innings from or from uh, for Patrick Corbin <laughs> from Corbin Burns, um, I would. I'd be taking Corbin Burns first
0: yeah I, I think if there if there was a way to to guarantee that that would change the calculus a bit and that is kind of the question with with burns uh but obviously not such a big question that uh people are t- letting him go uh, late at all he is a very high pick uh which men are you trusting this year max scherzer at the elevated age but still amazing or jacob de grom with the lingering injury concern but obviously god tier on a, uh, you know, on a per inning basis when he's pitching, he's the best in the game. So who are you trusting as far as uh, Scherzer and DeGrom? And neither is a valid answer if you're really not taking either, but I'm curious where you're at with the two meds.
1: Um, I mean, it's Scherzer. I, I don't know that I'm going to get um, him at any point rest of the way. I, I've gotten him a few times already. I've gotten you DeGrom a Scherzer times. already. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the injuries concerns on on DeGrom are are super, super scary. I assume he will go in the first or second round in our main, which means I probably mm-hmm. won't even have an opportunity to get him. That's okay. Someone else takes that upside, uh, but also the downside. I'm I'm playing it a little safe for that early. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's where I'm at
0: too. I I really uh, love Degrom. He's amazing, and I know he could really change your fate if he ends up staying healthy and you get him. You know, late first. Or even middle first because he can play, he can be the one one type, but I, I trust Max a bit more too. I I, I got Degrom pretty high still. I, I actually have Degrom above Scherzer. Maybe I need to change that. I'm really torn. I've ended up passing both so far this year, uh, pretty consistently, and I, I I don't hate either. I just have decided you know I'll go elsewhere. Plus I have Bueller as my number two, so a lot of times when it comes down to Scherzer or um, or, or Degrom. Bueller's still there, and I end up taking him because I really, really like Walker Bueller. Is there any real difference between Burns and Brandon Woodruff?
1: Um, I think Burns is just a little bit more electric. I think Woodruff is a little bit safer. Um, and I think he probably would be so the volume,
0: yeah. Like,
1: then don't so they end up kind of being the same? They do. Um, that's why I have Woodruff third, yeah. So I'm, I'm totally fine getting Woodruff as my ace won't happen in the main event. Cause he won't be there. No. He may not even be there for you Correct. at the end. There's uh, a legitimate
0: chance that he's so, not even there for me.
1: Uh, my guess is four to five starting pitchers go in the first round. So uh, that's, you know, that, that's the problem with being at the wheel right there for you.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I, I forget who I was talking to that also got 15 and I was talking about how much it diverges After like pick six at this point, Brock Brock. Miller. And I was like, we could have vastly different players available to us at 15. Yep. Like just completely different set of players. It it starts to diverge that quickly. And then in the mains, people are just they're gonna get their guy. Uh, does Walker Bueller's ERA slash ERA indicators split bother you? Uh he's kind of maintained it over his career. It's kind of the pushback I've been seeing on him. I just mentioned to you that I have him number two, so my answer is clearly no, does not bother me. But what about you? Where do you come up with Walker Bueller, uh working so far ahead of his Sierras and Phipps uh, over his career with his ERA?
1: Um, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, maybe a little, but, I mean, enough to where he's not like a top-five pitcher for me. But, I mean, he's still a top-ten guy. Uh, I think he's pretty reliable. I think the Dodgers um, are going to rely on him quite a bit, uh, you know, when you've got guys like – Andrew Heaney and Clayton Kershaw in your rotation, you need a horse. And I think Bueller's a horse. Um, And so uh, I've kind of gone back and forth between Bueller and Urias as who should be the number one Dodgers pitcher. But I think Bueller is a fine choice. And I think people who are like going, Oh, the skill slip, the skill slip, like the slip to what he was still amazing. Um, Yeah. You know, I I think, I think it's, a little bit of just like splitting hairs because it's hard to figure out which ACE you want to start your team with.
0: And I get that
1: right. You know, when we, we start nitpicking at the top there, but sometimes
0: the nitpicks don't really hold up and you're just like, prefer somebody else. That's fine. But the anti case you're trying to make isn't really there. Are you buying Shane Bieber to stay healthy? He's given the all clear right now that he's at 100%. You're already nodding your head. Yeah. No. So give me your thoughts. Where are you ranking him? Um, obviously, you're not drafting him based on how strident you just were there. I see you have him 25th. So that's a yeah. full no, 100% out. That, Tell that's us why you're out I, the games.
1: I'm out. He, I mean, he was, he seemed to be struggling with the sticky stuff before the injury. And like now, I, I just, I know he, people like, oh, he, he's healthy now. Do we know that? And do I want to pay pay that you know um, that price on that red flag? I don't like I you know. Um, and there's just so much that can go wrong with a guy of his profile. Man, he relies so much on the command and control. Um, and I'm just, I just don't. He might be great, but it, it's not going to be on my team. I just don't trust it. If you if you feel that like icky about a player. You yeah. shouldn't be drafting them no matter it. what the price. So,
0: we were talking you know, about this during my. Uh, sorry, go ahead. He's just off my board. Yeah, we were talking about this during my B Paul Sporo, like at, at the top of the draft, especially like if you don't get the warm and fuzzies about a player, don't just take them to take them. Mm-hmm. Take the guys you like. Sometimes it isn't really like I, I was talking about this in the context of starting Marte. I don't really like, I understand kind of the anti case, but I'm not really in on the anti case i'm just not in on the pro case either so i just end up never drafting him you are a bit more anti on bieber but if you don't feel good about somebody don't just take them because adp value is there that that is the wrong reason to take anybody ever i will say that for sure so yeah i i I get it i haven't taken him anywhere either and i don't know that i'm going to but um again he was given the all clear at 100 for shane bieber we'll see how it is is Julio Urias underrated? They took off the kid gloves last year with him and Buehler. Um, is, is he ready to, you know, stay at this ace level after last year's breakthrough?
1: Yeah, I think he is. Um, I think this is the, uh, I think Julio Urias is going to be the number one pitcher on the Dodgers, uh, which would make him probably a, you know, top five to seven starter this season. So mm-hmm. uh, you got that offense behind you. Know, he's going to win a lot Sometimes. of games. He won 20 um, last year, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're gonna just continue to let him go further and further. I mean, they're probably still gonna be careful with him, but uh, not as careful of the, as they've been with him in previous seasons. I think they're just gonna let him run, um, and I'm I'm super super stoked. Uh, I'm totally fine if he ends up as my SP one. Uh, Me America. too,
0: and that's why I like Urias and Bueller's because there's no more real kid gloves with with them. They like they can't really afford it. They, they have to let them pitch. They don't have the overwhelming depth that starting pitcher. Their offense is amazing. The Dodgers are amazing, but they don't have like nine SP worthy guys that we're talking about. Like they have had in some previous years, they need their workhorses to be workhorses. And that's Bueller and Arias at this point. So we'll yep. see how that goes. I agree with you that Arias as my ace would be fine. Are you moving Zach Wheeler down off the shoulder news? And it's, it's really just news of some soreness and some, some caution but it did create an adp dip did it create a rankings dip for you
1: it did i mean i had him as my number three uh and i've dropped him all oh. the way down to 11. so um there's definitely a little bit of concern for me um you know because i think he rely you know he doesn't have the elite strikeout rates that other guys have so like he relies on that volume so if he's gonna miss time he loses you know he he goes down more considerably than maybe a guy like um I don't want to say Chris Sale, Chris Sale Hill, is going to be out longer, but a guy who's going yeah. to miss maybe his first you know time through the rotation. So I think he's going to be okay. I mean, I think we had this kind of situation with him in 2020 where he, where he had to miss his first go through the rotation um, because of uh, some sort of issue and people freaked out, and that's why he dropped a ton um, and then just went out and just crushed everybody's hopes and dreams, including mine. So uh, I'm not taking him off my board, but I definitely moved him down.
0: Yeah, with Wheeler, I think a move down makes some sense. I mean, he was really great last year. The strikeout rate really did pop off at 29%, 213 innings. The volume has been what he's been known for, though. He's had some injury issues, but we're pretty far past, past Yes, yeah. It was 15 and 16 uh, that he missed, and then part of 17. But then 18 and 19 were full seasons. Uh, 20 was full relative to what it was. But he's, he's pitched as a workhorse three of the last four years. But – that, that makes you reliable, but also unreliable if it makes sense, right? Because that then those innings are piling up. So it's like you have to battle test to prove that you can do it, but then you become a risk, and now I'm like, can you can you do it again? It, it's that weird cutoff there mm-hmm. uh, that Wheeler's in now, especially with his shoulder soreness because people are almost using his volume against him now saying, well, this is, this is the problem with pitching all those innings. It's like, well, you can't – you got to go some way. And uh, I, I hope he's okay, though, because he's been real fun to watch as a beast. Um, who do you prefer between Aaron Nola and Lucas Giolito? Nola trying to bounce back off the, uh, you know, ugly support that he got last year. So his ERA and his, and his metrics and his ERA indicators had a big split to the negative, or Lucas Giolito, who, you know, is just kind of consistently being a solid SP one in fantasy these last few years. Who do you like more between Nola and Giolito?
1: I like Giolito just a little bit more. Um, uh, I may move Nola down a spot or two too still. So I'm still kind of debating that um, to do my last update for the week uh, tomorrow or tonight. Um, so, uh, but I think Giuliano is just an absolute stud. Uh, you, you take that Boston game off of his doctorate yeah, morning to game at eight o'clock in the morning, which apparently he doesn't like to do because he's not a, a morning person. Um, and his, uh, his stats look a hell of a lot better. So, um, I gave up, I think, what eight runs or something like that. that it, was an, it was
0: absolutely brutal, yeah. It
1: was in, in an inning or whatever it was, but um, yeah, I, I think he's kind of one of the underrated aces. I think he's still an ace, like people were taking him as high as eighth overall in the main events last year, and now you can get him in the late second, early thirds. So, he did uh, do definitely anything guys. They... Definitely guys who, who's in play for me in the main.
0: Yeah, he didn't do anything that you should necessarily be afraid of last year. Lucas Giolito put up another 179 innings. He's been in that 170s uh in the last three full seasons. Uh 29%, 28% strikeout rate, 353 ERA, 110 whip. Uh, I actually took a deeper look at Giolito and and I moved him up a bit. Uh, actually, I posted the wrong thing mm-hmm. on the Patreon page here. But yeah, I, I had to move him up. Um, you're gonna see it here in just a moment. I'm still lower than you, but I I realized that I was definitely too low on yeah uh, on Giolito. So I do like I like Nola. I like either though. So I wanted to make you pick because I don't know that I have a uh, a stark preference there. I kind of just take whoever's available. I I would be fine with either.
1: The the beauty of Nola is like even in his quote unquote down seasons, he's never been bad.
0: Yeah, Like, like even he's never year.
1: completely fallen apart. He's never been bad. He's always been good, or he's been great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: And that's the kind of starting pitcher I like to start my staff off with is a guy who his, his floor is good. Yeah, because even last year, yeah, the
0: 463 RA did hurt you, but you got 181 mm-hmm. innings with a yep. 30% strikeout rate and a 113 whip. It's not like he gave you nothing. There were still reasons to continue starting NOLA. He just gave you a different complex just super unlucky yeah Yeah, i mean it was brutal like he had a 326 sierra 337 fit how much do you worry
1: about philadelphia pitchers that still sucks it's worse
0: yeah and it is a concern because i mean nolas shows you what can happen and Mm -hmm. so it could happen to wheeler it could happen to kyle gibson it could happen to suarez any of them could feel the pain the relievers could feel the pain there is some concern there and I, i think about it when i'm looking at wheeler and nolan i'm like, well. I want to take this one here. I've been pretty comfortable with both of their prices. Uh, Wheeler's obviously has changed recently, but Nola's price there's not a huge discount, and nobody is is surprised by his uh, underlying numbers. I'm open to taking him though, but I think if you prefer Giolito specifically because of the team defense,
1: I could I could totally buy that. Just yeah, he was better. I, that's the only reason I'm really thinking about moving Nola down a little bit. It's that's just- I think that's fair. The defense is so bad behind him. Mm-hmm. And we saw what it can do last year when it really ravaged
0: mm-hmm. him. Is Sandy Alcantara the next big thing? Are you on the hype train?
1: Um, Yeah, I think I am. Um, not completely, though. Not in the same way that other people are. I don't feel as comfortable as, with him as my SP1. Uh, and if I do take him, it's because I'm probably double-tapping pitching right there. Okay. Um, I prefer if he's my SP1 that my SP2 be really, really good um you know B S P one caliber. So uh I, I, he's gonna give you a lot of innings. The question is can he keep the gains we saw late in the season last year? I think he can. Um the Marlins game. have been a pretty good organization in terms of developing pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh and so uh, I'm I'm willing to bet on it, but I'm just gonna hedge my bet by like pairing him with a Lance Lynn or a Peralta or someone like that. I think that's fair. I actually took him as my number one in the 12
0: yesterday the beat Paul Spore. Um Snell was the backup, though. I went Snell, Eduardo, Ian Anderson, Urquidy. That, that was the, the backup behind him with Gallegos and and Rogers. It's a pitching that I kind of focused on on hitting, and I'll work the pitching in Sounds season. Like it. Yeah, like because yeah. you know I, it's I, a twelve that, though,
1: so you can. That's a that, twelve. Maybe. That's what
0: I'm saying, and that's why I think I can leverage the pool to my advantage. But I'm totally in on on Alcantara as a next big thing. I, I'm paying the big premium. The only concerns I've heard are um, strikeouts and the wind support. The wind support, I really don't have an answer for. Obviously, my, Miami might be pretty mediocre again this year. But the strikeouts, I mean, Alcantara literally has everything we look for in a, in a budding ace. Uh, the swing strike rates are there. Um, he hasn't been walking guys the last few years. He took a big step on in strikeouts in the second half last year it's all there he's 26 he's gone 200 innings basically twice 197 one time i'm fully in i think he's a beast i'm paying the premium um what does robbie ray do for a follow-up
1: this is so tough i was fading robbie ray and then he signed in seattle i'm like oh my god this is a good park um uh and and a really good team too um I don't know man. I am Robbie Ray is the guy like I'm the most torn on the skills were fantastic but he still gave up a ton of home runs yeah um you know will a new organization turn him back into the old Robbie Ray which is what we don't want to see no I've just been fading it um and I totally understand people who are buying in on the height but I feel like I feel like last year is the ceiling which was amazing don't get me wrong yeah but um I just, I'm so afraid that he crashed. Like when I say like Aaron Nola, like his ceiling is still really good. Robbie Ray, or sorry, his, his floor is really, really good. Robbie Ray's floor is not really, really good. It's a lot of strikeouts and destroying scary. ratios.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that That's the scary part there is that he goes back to that where he's just, you know, volatile as can be, mm-hmm. um, loses the walk rate gains. And then, and then, what do you got? I've been fading it too. I'm just, I'm nervous. If I lose, and, and he just picks up right where we left off, I'll actually be fine with that. I, I want him to be good. It's fun to watch good Robbie Ray, but I, I, I can't get there on just believing it. Yeah. So I haven't, and I have been passing him. Um, do you trust Freddie Peralta as a fantasy ace?
1: I do. Um, this is a guy that I faded last year. Uh, I'm no longer Oops. fading. <laughs> Um. He. Uh. Yeah. He's. Um. I didn't really have I, him last year either. By the way, I had him in some early drafts when he was going like outside of top one. But then he, he was like, and then he. But he just went up. Uh. And I just like I can't pay for this until I. You know, because you're paying for the ceiling. Well, you got mm-hmm. the ceiling last year, and I think there's still more. I think he can break through that ceiling. Um. Especially if the Brewers let him go in innings. I think the biggest concern is what the Brewers are going to let him do in terms of innings. So. Uh, if even if he doesn't, I think this is why you pair him with a workhorse, you pair him with a guy you feel really comfortable that is going to get 200 or close to 200 innings. So, um, you know, I'd love to pair him with a guy like uh Walker Bueller, with a guy like uh, yeah. Lance Lynn, with a guy, uh, you know, like I don't know. Uh, Jose Brios, like you know, maybe you you know, maybe guys who are going a little bit later, but still offer like a potential of like a ton of innings um to kind of cover the fact that maybe Peralta's max is like 160, 165.
0: You know what I th- think it gets a little uh, wrongly put out there for Peralta? Maybe maybe I'm just hearing it in a couple circles and it's not as prevalent. But this notion that he kind of gets bowled down to a two pitch pitcher, he's like no longer there. He was a four-pitch guy last year. Four yeah. pitches at 10% plus. If you have, if it's 10%, it's a pitch that you can mm-hmm. go to. Um, and the changeup was at 9-7. We round that up to 10. And the curveball was at 11%, along with 26% from the slider, 53% from the fastball. That's four pitches. And the platoons have never been a problem. And last year, they were particularly amazing, where righties and lefties were snuffed out uh, with <laughs> sub-600 OPSs. So, yeah, I'm in on Peralta, too. I'd the love to see ball-
1: – was really really good too like it 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 wasn't just like a hey i've got this you have to somewhat think about it it was a pitch that he really could lean on when he needed to i'd like to see him lean on it more honestly yeah i think he should get rid of the change or at least dial back the change a little bit and just really rely on that curveball a little bit more you know bump that up to 15 to 20 percent and i think he he has the potential to finish as the number one pitcher in baseball if everything broke his way there's not a lot of guys that you could say that about necessarily yeah because the swing and miss for peralta is just mm-hmm. obscene
0: we we're watching um nick was nick pollock was reviewing his spring training start in his twitch stream and you saw like he's so nasty that he got he was getting away with like pretty shit command like he was missing pretty badly but the pitches were still so nasty that it was generating outs and so yeah, it's he's like,
1: got this motion that really just throws hitters off. And that's the thing. All well, and, and he's like uh, throwing his body at him, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I do wonder, like in dynasty leagues and stuff like that, like how well that body holds up over time. Yep. But
0: he's, he's he's a slight frame.
1: Yeah, but for 2022, um, I I need to move him up is one of the things okay. I can do. Get Freddie
0: Peralta moved up. What does Kevin Gosman look like back in the AL East? Now it is a modified Rogers Center with the humidor. It plays a lot more neutral, but the rest of the division is still pretty beastly. What do you What do you think? Because I've been nervous, so I've been laying off of Kevin Gosman. What do you think he does back in the AL
1: East? I think he's gonna be fine. Um, you know, but I haven't been drafting him a lot, so like I think he's gonna be okay. But I think he's uh. You know, it's, it's still a tough division. Um, it's a, it's a fine ballpark. The only problem is the turf. Like, you know, how much of that, you know, means more ground balls get through the infield than, uh, before, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a downgrade in defense, not a bad one or anything, but it is, well, I guess with Chapman there now too, probably it's not anymore. Yeah. Um, so that, that helps, um. Something makes me a little feel a little uneasy. I do not think he's going to fall off the map. I think he's a totally fine SP two, um, but he's just one to have him been taking the shot on.
0: Yeah, I, I, me neither. And I love Gosman. I have over the years uh, been waiting for him to break out. He finally did. You know, got out of our
1: first uh, argument was over who loved Kevin Gosman more. When he exactly?
0: Was I actually have another memorable uh, debate where i was on the anti kevin Gosman side but it was really more the pro julio tehran chris Liss and i used to argue over the over those two guys uh and you know he, he won i guess because Gosman became a stud but uh at the time with atlanta per- tehran was definitely out uh, Tehran looked in. like
1: he was yeah looked like he was i, mean, I
0: was winning at the time but if it, if mm-hmm. it's a long range unlimited bet Chris, mm-hmm. you got that one because Gosman became a G. But I always would say too, I was like, I don't even hate Gosman. I just think he, he and Tehran are the same type of deal. He's and he would always say, I'd rather live in Tehran than than draft Tehran. I'm like, well, okay, that's then, funny. Then go live over there because you should be drafting him. But not anymore. Don't get Julio Tehran anymore. Uh, do Max Fried and Logan Webb, or you can say or. Um, take the next step toward acehood in 2022. Who do you like better there, or, or do you like I think
1: better? Logan Webb does, as long as he's healthy. I think the only concern I have with Logan Webb is health. Um, it's a
0: bigger concern than than people I are giving coming in, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, he dealt with a shoulder issue in 2021. 20, uh, um, you know, it's why I think he missed May. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but after that, he was amazing um and a workhorse uh and their strikeout upside that i don't know that freed has necessarily so uh, plus you? i just trust the giants organization i absolutely trust the giants organization i really do too yeah. um you know the more and more i read about the things that they're doing behind the scenes um the more and more i just you know and obviously it's my team so i think some people are going to be homers, but like uh like I-, I think i mentioned this the other day like you know was talking about like uh, you know, talking to uh, some of the people in the organization about like how they help prevent injuries. And it's the reason why like uh, uh, Crawford was able to stay healthier and have a better season. And, um, you know, they're starting pitchers like they they are looking at every possible data set at every pitch, every at bat to figure out when to get guys days off, when to pull guys out of games. Um, so maybe he's not like a guy who can goes like seven, you know, innings. Uh, very, uh, very frequently. But I think Logan Webb is for sure if health considering is an ace and I think he should be a top 15 pitcher this year.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm huge really on both to be quite honest. These are two guys that are uh, very much in my wheelhouse of, of desire, desirable SP ones. I got them 10 and 11 web freed respectively and I think they can both just be monsters. I do think there is more of that strikeout upside available to uh, Max Fried as well. Not necessarily more than than Webb, but I do think he's got some strikeout upside with some of the stuff that he's shown. Um, and even if he just, you know, kind of gets it to like to 25, 26 percent, nothing doesn't have to be crazy for for Max Fried, because I think he's ready to take the next step volume wise too. a couple injuries slowed him down last year. They were not arm related. I think Fried has a great shot. You know, obviously he has to stay healthy, but I think he has a great shot to get to the 180 plus. And Webb, man, I'm I'm so in. I understand he lost, he missed. It was June actually that he missed all of with that oh, issue God. last yep. year. But then when he came back, he was untouchable pretty much the rest of the season. 263 ERA and 99 in the third after he came back. So I love both. I've been taking both, and I'll continue to do so. And maybe I'll get one of them this weekend. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, uh, Fried
1: is- just gives up too much contact. I think. I mean. Like, I I think he's great. I think he's an SP2 for sure. I don't know that he has that another level yet. Um, You know, he's like 87% zone contact, which is above league average, which is not what you want from your starting pitcher um, uh, in terms of, like, getting strikeouts. So I think he's going to be a really, really good pitcher. I think think he really needs to volume his way to those strikeouts, and I I don't know if he's going to do that this year. We'll see i think he's got a
0: next step i'm in on on max Fried as an absolute beast. is there more injury risk to lancelyn than we think and i bring that up because he's seen as the prototypical workhorse because his frame mm-hmm. certainly looks like that uh, but he really only has the one 200 inning season in the last you know three full seasons the other two were under 160 in 2018 and 2021 uh obviously he led the league in innings in 2020 but it was it yeah. was the two-month season like what are we talking about uh and he missed some time last year due to health so I wonder is there a little bit more concern than than meets the eye with Lance Lynn
1: I don't know I think he's pretty appropriately downgraded I mean I think he if if we could guarantee that he was going to go 180 to 200 I think we'd be taking him as a top 10 starting pitcher um and we're not uh you know so
0: no he is uh, down to the 27th pitcher i don't know what that is among sps because it includes the rps
1: um i can tell you uh in uh, the adp that i have that's on our sheet i don't remember the last time i updated oh yeah he was was, 21st but i think it was a week ago he was 21st okay he is way he is a top 20 pitcher for sure the question is how far into that top 20 um I, I've gotten him quite a bit. I have no problems uh, drafting, him, especially because I've gotten him as like my SP two or three, plenty of times. So yeah. uh, I love I love Lance Lynn. Um, if this is the year it all falls apart, it's all it's the year. But I, I yeah, totally I mean kind of I I like it's him getting, too. Yeah,
0: I like him too. I just wanted to make sure that we're being appropriate with. But you're right. You're right. He did get moved down a good bit. I think he was starting earlier, closer to that top ten, and in, in like. Uh, October, November drafts, mm-hmm. but he has since been moved down. So maybe that's been just properly uh, priced. Are you buying the Dylan Cease hype train? Is he, is he Not as much as step?
1: other people. Like I like Dylan Cease a lot. I was in on the. I you know I was one of the people on the bandwagon last year. I don't want to say I was leading the bandwagon, but he was a guy who I think I had as like in my bold predictions as like a top thirty-five starter. Um, and so like I nailed that. But there are some people who think. Dylan Cease is going to turn into, like, Jacob deGrom or something. Uh, and they are just pushing this hype train past the station where I got off to do my victory lap. Like, I got off to do my victory lap, and the train kept going. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well no, I still I think he's good. You know, this is this is where we were trying to get to, guys. <laughs> um, I'm sure there is another level with him, but there's also, like, a huge downside. And doesn't have great command. Just not. Um and so when that kind of evaporates at times, you could you could have some really ugly outings. So, um All right. I I'm probably not going to get him where he's going because there's always going to be someone in a league who likes him a hell of a lot more than I do, even though I like him. Especially like at the main, because
0: so we're looking I'm looking at just six drafts from Draft Champions here, a really tight window of 313 to 322. For the ADP that I'm referencing here, and Dylan Cease was 75th overall, the 29th pitcher, a min 64, a max 86. What do you think his ma- main min is going to be? What's the lowest he goes, or the highest? The,
1: the, the highest he goes.
0: The earliest he goes. In, in a main,
1: someone will take him in the early third round. So that would be in the 30s.
0: Yeah. I agree. I was going to say in the thirties, I thought I was going to Trump. You. My guess yep. is I totally is agree.
1: Above, somewhere above 40. So it's going to be 30 yep. something. Yeah. So somewhere so it has to before be like one mid, of the first third round. Yep. Somebody's going to, I, I w- totally I mean, agree. It's
0: not going to be me. It's not going to be me, but I, I don't hate it either. If that's your mm-hmm. guy, if that's your breakout guy, you know, if that's yeah. your Sandy Alcantara, go fucking get him. Like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally chill with that. He just doesn't have to be my horse or mm-hmm. Nick Pollock's horse. Um, in fact, Nick Pollock would send him to the glue factory if, uh, it was his choice he hates doing jesus he, he would cease to exist i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding um the crusty stud that you trust more i know who this is but uh justin verlander charlie morton
1: charlie morton um yeah, you, got, you still have verlander ranked very low i do i'm gonna move verlander up but not as a up near he's another guy someone will take him inside of the oh, top yeah. 40 picks now that one might um, be me yeah uh like, I'm, not, will... I'm not even kidding well, it can't be you unless you're going to take him on the turn. Well, yeah, and not in the you're, top 40. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So I'm not taking him on the turn,
0: but I would take him with my turn. Take him pick. the
1: turn. Show no. how much you love him. Shut up. Do it in my draft, please. No. Um, yeah, someone's going to take him. Someone's going to take him by the time it gets you or it will be you that takes him in the third, uh, third, fourth, because that's the only time you're going to get an opportunity yeah. to. So I'm uh, okay doing that, by the way. I'm not. I'm not even close to that. Um, you know, good luck. I I I want Justin Verlander to be good because I think he the league is better when he is good. Uh, but it's not going to be on my team. I don't shade anybody that's going to fade him, by the way. I really don't. Um, the reason I like
0: him, no, normally people probably say, like, aren't you out on TJ Returners? Generally, yes. When they get the extended 18-month recovery, 16, 17-month recovery, I'm more in when they're a unicorn Hall of Famer, that also helps. I get that there's big risk, but I think he's just never been, he's just not been bad at a level where I'm like, where the risk is is performance to me. It could be because he's 38 and shit can just happen, right? You can just be done. But I'm willing to take that gamble. I don't know if it'll be in the main. We'll see. You know, a lot of big talk right now. We'll see what happens. Isn't what this your
1: done. last draft?
0: I mean, it pretty much is. Yeah, it might be so, one more, but. Listen, hey, let me. I got my player shares pulled up. Let's see. I got him in some drafts, man. I'm good if I don't get him. I,
1: I do not have him anywhere. I'm um, I've got my, my money where my mouth
0: is, but it might not be where my seventeen
1: hundred. dollars What are you only. doing with Charlie Morton though? Because I think Morton's um, a guy that's interesting. I don't take him. I, 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 I don't either. Him. Coming off that leg injury, uh, and I know people are like, well, it's not an arm injury. Yeah, you still have to land on that leg. Yeah, le- legs are scary too. Like that's, um, you know, we saw this with Soroka. Not to say like he's going to like not pitch this year. He's obviously going to pitch. He's also like super old, just like Justin Verlander. And he's got a plethora of injuries throughout his career. Yep. Um, I'm just, I I love the skills, but I just don't think that I can do it.
0: It's the hot potato. I don't want to be holding.
1: There's always someone who like takes him as their SP2. And I'm like, "Mm, I want him as an SP3, not an SP2. I think that's fair too on Morton.
0: Um, I, I do respect him and I, I get anybody that's bypassing Verlander for the exact same reasons. It totally makes sense. I just, uh, you know, I got a strong bias for for Verlander. It, it is a bias. Absolutely. Is there another level to Jose Barrios? He's going to have his first full season with Toronto. He kind of has just been this really solid guy for several years and he's going in only going to be age 28 this year. Um, can he find another level or is he just where he is here? Like a mid to high three ZRA, good whip, decent strikeout. That's fine, but but do you think there's another level for Barrios, Perhaps.
1: Bruce is one of those guys where you you watch him pitch and you go, there is another level here. He, yeah, you, if you know, catch him on
0: the right day, you're like, how can he yeah, not be?
1: Yeah, th- this is an ace. This is an SP one. Um, but it just hasn't happened. And, and then you catch point, him on
0: one when the breaker isn't working. You're yeah, like, oh, <laughs> that's three you see exactly
1: why uh-huh. um, things aren't things aren't working uh, like an ace. I want to believe um, I have not drafted him very much. If at all this season, um, I honestly can't tell you if I have, uh, but I love the arm. I love the talent. I just don't know that we're ever going to see him put it all together, but I think he's super stable. Like, I think like he's one of those kind of set and forget it guys. And at the end of the season, you go, yeah, that's what I expected from Jose Barrios. So like, I exactly. have kind of problem with him as my SP too. Um, because like, you know, he threw 192 innings last year through 200 in 2019, 192 in 2018. Like he is about as it's reliable a workhorse that you can get. And I do believe that somewhere in there is another level. Could be this year with Pete Walker getting Jose Barrios to another level. And Barrios? now they've Barrios? added Donaldson to improve that infield defense. No, Chapman, Chapman.
0: Sorry, Chapman. he's doing a Donaldson. He's imitation. doing a Donaldson. He's going to win MVP this year. Um,
1: um, no, know, I'm,
0: you, drop that walk rate again like, i gotta be honest man like this is a guy i've really liked in past years i have not been drafting him this year i got him perfectly you know i got him ranked high 25 like within a range to get him i think it's just been missing like when i'm taking something else because i've never actively bypassed him when he's been the top guy on my board I, if rios is there i think i would take him but I, I i wouldn't be surprised if there was another level and i would be the, the beauty is you're happy to take what he gives you at the price, but you're also buying a potential upside that I think I think Barrios does have a little bit more upside than he's being given credit for.
1: Yeah,
0: buy buy a Florida-based breakout. Trevor Rogers or Shane McClanahan, which one you prefer?
1: Trevor Rogers, baby. Um, oh man, this is Trevor Rogers' season. Um, the problem is everybody else is on board, and like, well, you know. let's do another Min Main uh,
0: with him. Let me give you some numbers mm-hmm. on Trevor Rogers. In these uh, six drafts again that I'm looking at here, he
1: will go. It, he he's going to go in the same spot as um, who was it that would uh, cease cease? Something. Yeah, someone okay. will take him top yes. forty five. Like I think so too. It, I assume if he makes it back to you on the three four turn, um, that you just snag it. Um, who would you take over whether Verlander or Trevor Rogers if you're not going to double tap? Let's say you, you, you know Jeff- you. You take Trevor Rogers, Trev, right? Yeah. yeah, I think Trev.
0: I'm really, I'm really keen on Trev too, and he does have his believers out there. He might not even get to me in the third. Don't be surprised if that happens. Uh, I uh, will
1: be honest; he's in play for me in the third round, so like it I might be, be me. Yeah, should be. Uh, McClanahan, I do like.
0: Uh, it's not an anti mcclanahan take; it's really more of a pro Rogers take. I do think McClanahan will get his innings pushed up. It'll be around 160. He was great last year with 123. I think he's a beast. I just think Rogers is already kind of pushing toward that next level. I I just get a better feeling about about him. Also, I think his team is more inclined to let him go, uh, whereas Tampa Bay will still manage because they also have October considerations Mm -hmm. more than like Miami. So it's not even like a workload protection from a health standpoint. It's just a, we know you're going to have to put on 20, 25, hopefully more innings in the playoffs, which would mean they were going far, and they're going to want to protect that. So that's mm-hmm. my my concern there, but I love McClanahan's talent. I think he's a total stud. Um, I have him ranked pretty high too. But I really, really love Rogers.
1: I think McClanahan's one of those guys that you need to pair with another ace that's going to volume. So maybe he's like a Jose Barrios pairing. Like you just like maybe you missed out on those first aces and stuff, and you pair Jose Barrios and McClanahan. That'd um, be cool. I can so, get behind that. Yeah. Um, all right.
0: Will Monty? Will Frankie Montas be dealt before the season?
1: I want to say yes, but they're running mm-hmm. out of time. And so are the White Sox with Kimbrell. Like Exactly. I mean, and there's a big
0: discussion about that in my B Paul Sport draft yesterday about, like, are we overdrafting the hell out of Kimbrell? But we, we are we'll at the moment. Yeah. We'll stay on Montas um, right now. But um, he doesn't need to be traded to be valuable, though, unlike Kimbrell.
1: Yes and like no. I mean, and I know that wherever he goes is going to be a park downgrade, but it's going to be a team. Upgrade exactly, that's um, why I think
0: it's fine to just take them even. They if also still, don't you know, have the
1: elite defense that they had before now that Chapman's gone, so true. Like, but
0: they usually favor defense,
1: yeah. And they definitely did with Pache. Um, and I think Kevin Smith is will be okay at the hot corner, but like it's not as, it's not Chapman, yeah. Um, it's not Chapman, I, gr- I grant that. So I love Montas, I'd be happy to draft him. Um, this isn't shading him, but I, I want to see him on a different team. Get I want him, him to get to traded New too, not get if to New York. I mean, I'd rather him not be in New York, but get him to Minnesota. Like think about him in Minnesota behind that defense, uh, which is fantastic still, uh, now, especially with Korea there and Urshela at third. So that'd be great. Um, but yeah, they're running out of time. Like, I don't understand. Maybe they're like, just not getting the right offer and they're going to wait. I think they've they just decided they can get whatever they're asking for um, and that the offers will still be there in season. Exactly. So. And
0: they're right. They will be. Uh, and they can get something big. Though I do Mania think
1: Manaya is does. the one who ends up in Minnesota.
0: That would be very interesting. Which Padre do you prefer, Blake Snell or you, Darvish?
1: Blake Snell. Just age? Age. Um, it's weird to say health, but um, <laughs> I mean, not that I dislike Darvish at all. I think Darvish showed at the end of the season, like the, the sticky stuff that clearly when that was taken away bothered him initially. Like he figured out a way. He's he's a smart guy. He's a really, really good pitcher. And he just worked his way through it. Um mm-hmm. so I think Darvish can be fine, but he's also older. Um so I, I lean I lean Snell. I've gotten Snell a number of times. I've gotten Darvish once or twice, but um I, I really like Snell this year. I think he could definitely take that step back into being an ace. Yeah and he closed brilliantly. Blake mm-hmm. really looked like he
0: hit that next level there, and found something at the end of the season. They got this new pitching coach, Ruben Nebelis, that a lot of people are excited about coming in. And it could help both of them, right? They're both on the same team. I like both, too, but I do have Snell higher. He is the guy I've been opting for there. Um, and and Darvish ends up being somebody that I'm like, okay, if he gets taken, I'm not too worried about it. But I do, I do still like him, and I might end up with him, but Snell would be my preference. And they're almost always both available. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to go one way with the Padre, I'm going to take snow. Are Alec Manoa's risks being glossed over those risks being the division that he pitches in the two pitches, creating a platoon issue and a little bit of uh, a little bit of command trouble that, that, you know, it wasn't a Homer problem of like Epic proportions. It was 1.0, but it was a little something. The platoons, but being the biggest issue, four ninety six against righties, OPS seven ten against lefties. The two pitches, those being much bigger issues for Manoa. Mano. But what do you think? Are those being glossed over, or is he
1: appropriately priced? I think he's a pretty appropriately priced. Um, I like Manoa a lot. Um, does a really good job of uh, you know limiting barrels. Um, you know that I, I I'm not worried about him in that park. Uh, defense behind him is good. Yeah, the division isn't great, but you know what? It seems like the weakest divisions got stronger this year. Like the Central got a lot stronger. True. Uh, or the AL Central got a lot stronger. The AL East got a lot stronger. Or, and, sorry, NL East got a lot stronger. I'm having trouble talking apparently. Um, I don't know if those easy divisions anymore. True. Like, um, there's definitely bottom feeder teams that you want to take advantage of, but they have that in Baltimore. Like, yeah. so yeah, I, well, that I don't far. know that got a little bit. Yeah. To do with the, uh, with the field uh, moving. I'm not as worried about the AL East like I was last year. Um, okay. uh, I like Manoa a lot. We took him as our SP two in the tag team league, Shelly and I, so I've yeah. got no problem.
0: I love Manoa. I'm trying to temper myself, I think. So I'm kind of maybe overhyping the, the, the risks just to make sure I don't go overboard with him. but I really, really do like him. Yeah. That's the end of the questions. Now we're getting into our groupings. We'll highlight some of, the, of our favorites here. Um, let's start with some mid-tier gems. These are guys that they have a question, uh, a, a particular question. Uh, maybe they haven't done it really at the highest level yet, a little injury, a little, uh, little uncertainty with a pitch or something. But if it comes out, it could be awesome. Luis Castillo, Tyler Molly. Uh, neither of whom have been traded from since yet, or look to be just yet. Nathan Ivaldi, Sean Minaya, who we talked about earlier, Luis Garcia, and Framber Valdez in Houston. Jordan Montgomery and John Means. Is there one that stands out above the rest for you, or are they all in a similar grouping?
1: Um, I mean, there are a few that kind of stand out to me. Who, who are um, who
0: are the couple that uh, that really jump to you then?
1: Um, Luis Garcia, Tyler Molly. Uh, Nathaniel Evaldi, Fran Valdez. like they, and okay. actually, I really like everybody on this group except for Luis Castillo, um, well, which is I the think, highest ADP of the, of the, yeah, of the of this group. He uh, he just kills your whip, man, and he like, really does. He really does, um, and I love him, but man, I have
0: faded him this year.
1: And he, if he was to be moved out of a different park to a better infield defense, to a better park in general, like I would be, I would be definitely moving him back up, but he is the one out of this group that I can promise you I will not have on any teams this year unless he is traded like before my last main event. Um but uh yeah no I'm I'm fading Luis Castillo. Love the rest actually. Um Jordan Montgomery I'm kind of ambivalent on. I you know I see some of the skills that people rave about um but I also don't love the I like park too. and so uh, but, yeah, everybody else I love. I have no problem getting okay. any of them. Yeah,
0: so, you know, I wish Tyler Molly would get traded. He does have a massive park issue last year. His home road splits were crazy. Um, and if you're worried about that happening again, you know, he might get traded at some point in the year. But if he's not before uh, opening day, then you might have to deal with those again. You have all these all about health. Um, I do love him. is about health, too. He's had some major issues, but he looked great. Uh, Fromber, you know. I worry sometimes I I push back on like his strikeout rate, but that ground ball rate is amazing. So if they team defense just continues to support him, he is top notch on the, like literally top of the league, 70% ground ball rate. And, you know, again, the strikeout rate is not amazing, but he did kind of run at a high level with it in 2020. And I, I predicted you know everyone predicted properly that it was going to come down because he had a 10 percent swinging strike rate, 26 percent strikeout rate. But curveball guys can run lower swinging strike rates than their strikeout rates would normally portend. Mm-hmm. He, he went back down to 22%, Robert Valdez did, but don't be surprised if he can live in a 24 to 26% range yep. for a full season. In a given year don't plan for it, but it could happen for him because he has that curveball and i've definitely seen a correlation where guys with heavy curveballs their swinging strike rates aren't as big as their. Um, uh, as their strikeout rates can be sometimes and I should probably get a, a collection of some of the other examples i've seen over the years, but I remember looking and feeling like well this guy's swing strike rate doesn't make any sense curveball guys don't get as many whiffs but they save them for when it's put away pitch. Mm-hmm. So, but I also love the ground ball rate from uh, from from Valdez and then John means home run issues are his, home run issue is his biggest problem. Yeah, does the park change do enough for you to really move the needle on that home run issue? At least because right I mean, he's a lefty too, so righty's kind of get him, and that's the park that's the lefty yeah, I, is what got moved.
1: I think that's I think that um, that's one of the reasons I'm buying back in. Um, and I also think there's a chance he gets traded out of Baltimore. So True. uh clearly not going to happen right now, but I think he the, he could get traded out of Baltimore. I I don't think we give him enough credit for just kind of the uh crazy season he had last year in terms of like having to, like leave and you know and just um I like means a lot and I think he's kind of underrated because he's in Baltimore, but like we we draft pitchers on bad teams all the time and um the part 3 went yeah, the part change should be really beneficial for him. Uh, I think this is um, a season where he means business. John means business, baby. I totally agree.
0: Uh, yeah, righty's ripped twenty-seven homers off of him. Still, only had a seven hundred seven OPS. Um, he's a little command tweak away from possibly being an absolute monster. Yeah, new faces and like he has the control. Like he's a good example of the, the difference between control and command because he can't. He doesn't command it quite as well, but if he gets that watch out new mm-hmm. faces in new places carlos rodon in san francisco chris bassett in new york with the mets Sonny gray in minnesota Eduardo rodriguez in detroit and yusei kikuchi in toronto based on their price who's your favorite of this group
1: uh bassett i think um and then the next one would be sunny gray you've um, been a bassett hound
0: all off season we had some discussions about him when my ranking first came out i ended up moving him up a little bit i still don't quite have him where you do going out to New York, you know, another good park to pitch in, better team context because they're tearing it down. But uh, you have him like, we have a massive split here between us. Yeah. Um, where do you have Bassett? Oh, you have him 28th, and I have yeah. him down at 55.
1: So Yeah, that's, yeah. That, you're it, crazy it, low. That's, expound I mean, further on Bassett. He's just the, like, epitome of a safe number two starting pitcher. Like, he's one of these guys where, you know, if it hadn't been for him being hit in the face, he probably would have gotten close to 200 innings. Um, uh, And so, like, you're not going to blame him for that. And he couldn't have moved to a better spot. If he was going to leave the comfy confines of Oakland, like, New York was, like, the best possible inning spot because not only does he get um, that park, which is great, uh, he gets an amazing offense behind him. He's going to win some games. Like, he could legitimately be, like, a 17-18 game winner, um, yeah, the, there is no, like, he's the best pitcher in baseball ceiling. Absolutely. He's not going to finish the year as an SP two, but I feel pretty confident in saying that I think he's going to be at worst an SP three or four. Um, okay. so like, there's no falling off the map for him. And I think I, I feel very comfortable with him. I'm, I don't have to take him at 28, like the 28th overall starting pitcher. Like, you know, cause a lot of people have him true ranked where you have cool. him. I can take him as my SP three or four, uh, you know, and feel very, very confident. That's who I got, especially if you start off with a risky race.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's all fair uh, with Bassett. And I want to be clear that my ranking is not like an, an anti, and like you point out, it's actually closer with the consensus, but yours is just a very pro Bassett take, um, which I don't think is completely out of pocket i'm, I'm a bit off the market because he's the 45th pitcher without sps oh yeah you have the uh you have the adp there let me take a look at that 28th um he is sp number 39 uh based on the adp that you had so i am a, i'm a bit off the market maybe i got to go a little higher because i do like guys that that really massage that whip and he definitely is going to do that. I think Bassett will continue mm-hmm. to do that. Even if the strikeouts come back down into the lower 20% rank, range, I'm fine with that. I think he should be a good bet for 170 innings.
1: But he's okay. he's one of these guys that made improvements in every single place you want to see him make improvements in, in in 2021. And I think part of the issue is the projections bake in too much of what he was before. Um, okay. And so people are looking at the projections and going, well, he's gonna regress. Why? Why is he gonna regress? He made gains in his walk rate. He made gains uh, in his swing and strike rate. He, you know, he's gonna stay in a great park. It's got a better offense behind him. Like he, he, you know, like he made gains everywhere you want him to make. Is he gonna like jump into the next tier? No. But like, yeah, I think he's gonna finish like an SP two three, and that's where I'm drafting him.
0: I think that's fine. And I I think the the rankings back that up. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez had a Aaron Nola type situation where his underlying numbers were so much better than the ERA he was saddled with. And I find myself, you know, as somebody who was, I was not a huge fan in Boston. I kind of thought he was what he was high threes, uh, ERA with a bad whip, but now going to Detroit, I'm trying not to just make it like, Oh, it's my favorite team. So I'm geeked. but I think this context suits him. Well, the defense gets better behind him with uh Baez being his shortstop now. But then the park, I think, is is gonna help him get back uh to where the skills should have been last year. And he's always had consistently strong skills. I think he puts up his best ERA ever. And that's not a crazy bar to clear. He's at 381 is his career best. And that was in 2020 uh, or in 2019 because he didn't pitch in 2020. I think he beats that. I think I think Eduardo should be like a mid threes guy. The whip is still probably going to be a little bit of an issue, but I think he can get it under one three and he's been a guy who can he can be a workhorse too so i'm kind of in on eduardo uh now that he's joined my tigers and i didn't necessarily think i would be when when the signing first happened how do you feel about eduardo
1: i love the talent but there's always this injury scare in the back of my head
0: it's not a lot of arm injury stuff though right no it's, it's
1: weird stuff and that's why like I think we sh- I should give him a pass more than I do. Like, he got COVID. Like in, yeah, in and then he my got myocarditis. Like, like, where he couldn't even walk. Yeah, um, we were thinking and then, about
0: His career was legit threatened.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, his life was co- legit yeah, threatened. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it was a big uh, deal,
1: Holyfield. Yeah. But then Holyfield. what does he do? Sorry. He comes out and throws 157 innings of just stud baseball. Yeah, they give him Um, no
0: damn support. He got got so unlucky.
1: I mean, yes, you look at the 474 ERA, and you're like, oh, man, that's ugly. But you're talking about a 332 FIP. You know, like, uh, ah, I need to move him up. Um, The the skills were there, man. Yeah, the skills were absolutely there. And he's moving to a better part for him. That's what I like. Defense is going to be good behind him because um, I, I love the addition of Baez uh for that defense mm-hmm. mm, yeah I need to probably move him up a little bit um because I've got him i think outside of my top 40 top 45 yeah i got him 32 i really i really feel strongly about him oh no so i've have, i have him 43
0: okay. uh, well that's he's not, definitely gonna move
1: up he's definitely gonna move up because Shane baz is gonna move down yeah um he... so he's off my board by the way Oh, yeah, completely. We're going to talk oh, about perfect. him in and, and the group next. But, yeah, pretty much that entire tier, except for maybe one guy, is off my board. Yeah, so. injury
0: scares here. Guys that have uh, current concerns or are coming off of pretty big uh, concerns. Be,
1: before we move on to that, yes. Carlos Rodon will go in that same top 45-ish
0: first three rounds
1: in, in Vegas. Somebody will. Won't yep. Be yep. Me, Might
0: not be our draft, yep. but somebody will in a main. His main men will be top 45. Agreed. Yep. Um, all right. Injury scares, Noah Syndergaard, Pablo Lopez, Chris Sale, Shane Boz, Jack Flaherty, Mike Clevenger, Zach Gallen, Luis Severino. They run the gamut here. Any of them you're trying to pluck for that for that uh, discount?
1: I'm intrigued by Chris Sale uh, just because it's only supposed to be two to three weeks. It's not like an arm issue, um, but I haven't done it yet. Actually, well, I was in a mock draft yesterday. <laughs> And I took him because he fell. Are you uh, trying to
0: skirt around the rules of your drafting?
1: Just to your uh, no, no. In? NBC Sports Edge put together this, like, big mock draft thing. The live oh, okay. stream. Um And, like, he fell so far that he they was, like, uh, you know, he, was, he had, like, and like, and there's IL spots. I don't think I could do it, like in, like, in an NFBC league where there's no IL spots. Exactly. But in leagues with IL... If he's really only going to miss, like, two to three weeks... This is sale you you're talking about. Yeah, you can just stash him on your IL. The rest of the yeah. guys, uh, complete fade. I'm, I'm fading Syndergaard, Lopez, Boz, Flaherty. Uh, Flaherty and the tag team just... He fell to, like, the 17th round. Um, nobody <sighs> was touching him. I was him. so um, excited about him this year, too. I... I understand why. I love Jack Flaherty. Oh, yeah, no, no. This, no, has, now been I'm not. A, this has been, but even before this, this has been a reoccurring. Like, he's just been injured. I just the thought last he was healthy, though. Years. I
0: know, but I thought he was healthy. He finished the season on the mound. You know how I feel that that's encouragement,
1: but it's not a guarantee. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now I'm just. He's I'm off just, my board. No. I mean, yeah. All these guys pretty much are off my board. Um, I can't imagine. Gallon. Have and again, gotten an update on Gallon. Um,
0: I don't think so. Let me state by the way that when we say off the board, we mean specifically for NFPC with no IL. IL changes the equation a lot here. Um, and it would depend on how many you have, but in NFPC, you just get seven reserves. So we are being a little bit mm-hmm. NFPC centric here, but uh, that for me, but
1: even I mean, unless I you feel. have limited IL, I I don't know how you draft Flaherty. like I just don't um. Uh, and the other guys, it's not a matter of, you know, most of the guys aren't starting on the IL, right? Um, They're just going to end up on the IL. Problem with Boz, especially, is they may not put him on the Major League IL. They may put him on the Minor League IL, which in some no, he's format... A, I,
0: I, think he'd, I think he'd show up on the regular IL. He's I on know. the 40. Is he? Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah, so like, he's already on the 40, and if, if my OOTP teaches me anything that <laughs> I don't think there's really any difference between putting him on that like I, honestly I learned a lot yeah. about Ross I think he'll be on the regular iO and you can just IL mm-hmm. him
1: boss. I need to um, I need to turn off alerts for uh, like Ken Rosenthal and John Heyman right now because I'm getting all the arbitration updates right now. oh God and you're like I don't care I I'm don't like, like oh something happened in, in Toronto no Donaldson so. like avoided arbitration great yeah so. yeah yeah. Um, uh, what
0: about Luis Severino? Um, I have heard like nothing about him. I'm actually going to look up to see what the recent. But I haven't been taking him at all. I just he I have him. The day. He got popped like, a little bit.
1: I have him in like a draft and hold, but I I love Luis Severino. I'm a Luis Luis Severino guy, and he goes later than a lot of these guys. But I just I just can't trust it. Like I just you know. Um, I, I want to, but I just somebody's gonna take him before I'm I'm comfortable doing it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that that's uh, that's totally accurate, and I've I've I just haven't found the motivation to take Severino. I know it could be mm-hmm. such a huge upside; he's so good, but I can't do it. I have already taken Gallon in some leagues, and then obviously he got some bad news. Oh no, I haven't. Okay, good. Oh, Wow, I thought I had. I was pretty big on Gallon. I had him ranked pretty high, and I guess I've been passing him over in those early drafts, and now in these. I later I was drafts, super I, low uh, on
1: him. You and a few other people in the industry talked me up on him, and now I'm he's back him. So again. I have yeah. not got no. him anywhere. Um, I probably will continue to not. Uh, I'm trying to see if I, there's I love, an update. I, I adore
0: his talent, but his health is scary. So you I mean, think like he's going to miss some time to start the season?
1: Who? Gowan. Yeah, so he threw a live BP yesterday. Um, said he felt good after i still am gonna fade yeah i think that's that's fair um that doesn't that doesn't and i love pablo me. lopez but i've got fade. to
0: fade that too like, oh yeah just... no with his shoulder issues no I, he was so good to me last year i i i can't i can't reward that though there's no benefit in loyalty there if he's just <laughs> going to be hurt but i really hope he pitches and pitches well i love watching pablo lopez all right young arms looking to make the leap michael kopech logan gilbert ian Anderson, Tariq Patrick Sandoval, Ranger Suarez, Tanner Houck, Tristan McKenzie. Interesting group here. They're not going to be making the Cease-Rodon leap into the top 45, but these are all guys that are going to have crazy low mins in the mm-hmm. main because they're going to have their big believer in a draft that's going to jump them four rounds above their current min, whatever that is type of deal. Um, who is your favorite of the group or two favorites that you are targeting
1: consistently? Ooh, um, Probably Gilbert uh, is probably been my most favorite target. I like all of these guys. I'm not opposed to taking all these guys, but there always seems to be someone in a draft who likes them more. Um, I was kind of out on Patrick Sandoval because of the back issue, and then I saw his start. And
0: It's, it's uh, not the, the stress fractures for young players. Yeah. Not um, a huge
1: issue. So he was,
0: uh, he was amazing. Um, So he has a min of 170. Does his main min go into the top 100? Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Copex is 157, easily gets in the top 100. Mm -hmm. Gilbert's is 148, easily gets in the top 100. Yeah. For a min, that just means one particular pick uh, will get that I wouldn't be surprised if
1: one of those guys, I don't know which one, his ADP is in the top 100.
0: I could see it being Kopech. If he does, he start this week. If there's like a start on Thursday or Friday, I could see it being Sandoval, too. I I was going to say him as well because he's gotten a lot of industry hype. And it could be Mm -hmm. Hauk if he, if they, if they like gave some certainty about him going in the rotation, I could see, I could see that. But again, that would require some news, something to change there where they're like, hey, he's won a job. The two guys that I'm. Actually, that did happen. On March 20th, manager Alex Cora told reporters that Tanner Hawk is likely to be part of Boston's starting rotation. I didn't see that confirmation. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I hadn't um, seen
1: that. The two guys that don't get enough credit um, in this, and they're not guys I've even targeted a lot or gotten a lot. I don't, I don't even know if I had Tarek Skubal anywhere. But mm-hmm. um, if there are two guys in this tier that are going to turn into like SP2s, um, this year, I think it's Scooble and Tristan McKenzie, um, because they have such huge strikeout upside uh, and have shown like they have that ace potential. Um, but they seem to be the ones who tend to be forgotten in drafts a little bit. Well, Scooble
0: um, needs to figure out that home run issue against righties for sure.
1: But yeah, but like he has a issue. yeah, he's like a Robbie Ray change away from that's what
0: I'm saying. No, in a great home I, I'm with you, and I, I think it is a fixable issue. Again, I know I'm a Tigers fan, so it, there, there is some bias there, undoubtedly. But I look at it, and, and that is a fixable issue. It's a glaring one. Don't get me wrong. 34 yes. homers against righties. But it is fixable. He's still only allowed to give up 34 homers and only give up an 808 OPS against them, which is very, very high. Don't get me wrong. But it should be like over a 1,000 when you give up 34 homers. Like, he, he basically allows the righties to be like – I don't know who hit 34 homers last year, like Bryce Harper or something. He basically allowed righties to Nick be. Nick Castellanos,
1: yeah. Yeah, he,
0: he basically allowed them to all to be Castellanos, Aaron Judge, against him type of deal. Um, yeah, <laughs> I still have to be there with, with Harper. And he still only gave up an 808, though. Um, and so that's that's why I am excited about Scoobo. And with McKenzie, it is strictly health. Now, that's a yeah. big factor. When I say strictly, I don't mean to diminish it. it. One issue can still be a huge issue, but it's not the talent. The talent is there
1: for McKenzie. But like, why do we? F- why why is everybody like overhyping? Uh, not overhyping, but hyping up Patrick Sandoval when health is the same issue? And he's in a six man rotation, That's whereas Mackenzie is healthy and, and ended the year healthy. Unlike Patrick Sandoval, he's in on a team that is probably going to just let him stay in the rotation this time. Um, yeah, I if think McKenzie – yeah. If I mean, but he's healthy now, right?
0: Yeah. Like, I if mean, he's healthy, can be used on right, on right
1: now. On Sandoval too, right? I think he is healthy. Well, we think healthy. He pitched, but so so is so is McKenzie. So you can't say if he's healthy with McKenzie.
0: McKenzie has a much more spotty track record of health.
1: That's why it's not like Sandoval doesn't though. Sandoval's been injured like multiple times in the last few years. Like this is not
0: McKenzie.
1: Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe I think I'm, so. I'm a,
0: I'm a, okay, I, I, this is rose
1: colored glasses. This is Patrick Sandoval colored glasses. So I guess green colored glasses. Pat- Patrick no. Sandoval, no, but I was it.
0: thinking red because of his team. But uh, let's see here. Okay, he's, there's a lot of small
1: stitching. Yeah, the- so, like,
0: okay, okay. I think I just, McKenzie I moved, should go in the same McKenzie spot.
1: Up. Yeah, uh, I, I need to up. move him up too. Like, I this is this is not something that I is even reflected in my rankings yet. It will be, because um, I have him super low. I can't even find him. I have him so low, 86. Um, but this is just something I'm thinking about. It's like, well, we're, we're willing to be like, oh, you know, Sandoval's healthy. Mackenzie's healthy now. He's dynamic. Will he hold up the whole season? I don't know.
0: But, but but you know, we don't know anybody will. That's the thing. Exactly. The, the, that's the real thing, is that the the idea of safety is a myth. Mm-hmm. It is a stone cold. Now, guys, I'm not saying everybody has the equal risk, but they all no. carry substantial risk. Pitching even is an guys unnatural that are perceived motion. Healthy. Exactly. So, oh. no, I think that's a good point. I, I actually just moved them up a shit ton, these guys that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKenzie and how specifically, especially. If, I, I miss the how
1: If McKenzie gets to 150 innings and he threw 141, or, one, yeah, 141 between the majors and minors last year. If he gets 150 innings, he's gonna have 200 strikeouts.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely could. His stuff is so disgusting.
1: You're talking about a guy going outside the top 200. Bro, I moved him to 40. Or, um... Okay, that's a little too high. But no, I did it.
0: I did it. No, I think wow. I think
1: more 40. I moved did it, I just up there talk too. you into taking someone in my main event over me? Maybe. Because um, again,
0: the, the, this is the thing with these with these dynamic talents here. I want I, you got to push them up too. You got to push them up if you want them. You got to go get your guys if you want them. If you believe in them, if you believe that that's the breakout, don't rest on the
1: ADP. If you're going to be
0: pissed he's as going hell as
1: the 68th starting pitcher right now, um, he's definitely Mackenzie. We're talking about the upside on Mackenzie, especially if for those of you who are in shallower formats, ten teams, twelve teams. Yeah. Tentz is a guy mm-hmm. you want to bet on because there's so much yes. replacement value in a 15 team league becomes a little bit more difficult, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, he should be a top 50 pitcher in, especially in a 10 or 12.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree there. And I think how uh, has has some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That was a good talk about the young arms. By the way, I love Kopech too. I am um, I do I'm too. I have open.
1: Kopech highest of this entire group.
0: Yeah, I have him 33rd. I'm like super high. Oh, I mean. you're, you're higher than me no. Oh, well, oh, only by six spots. We're, we're pretty close. Oh, I, um, I'm surprised I haven't missed. <laughs> old, old Reliables here. Quite, well, and I, I put question mark on purpose. You know, the very first name will tell you why. Old Reliables, question mark. Clayton Kershaw, Adam Wainwright, Marcus Stroman, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Hunjin Ryu, and Stephen Matz. See, the joke is that none of them are all that reliable, and they're very scary. But they're stable <laughs> veterans that can definitely do some big things. Uh, Kershaw should guys... have been in
1: that fade group with for me. Um, he he should, could have been in the
0: injury scares. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That, I'm um, just
1: like I know the talent is amazing. I'm just, just fading. Stone fading just, him. Just stone cold fading. Like Man,
0: I still he's. So I've got him below
1: Verlander. And, didn't you say Verlander like sixty something? Yeah. So yeah. Okay, I am like enough. right next to each other. I'm just not. Um,
0: Are you going yeah. back to the well with Wayno with Adam Wainwright because I feel like he's getting so much love, and I'd rather. I gotta be honest. I'd rather like try to get Zach Greinke to pull this year's Adam Wainwright, yeah, than to try to get Adam Wainwright to do it again at age
1: four. at the price, yes, that's um, what I'm saying. Because I like being, Wainwright a lot because it's it's kind of guaranteed innings. But he's uh, now that, being
0: charged for that. Like he's yeah seventy eighth pitcher, for it. pick two ten. Like that's that's a pretty decent pick to pay for Waino.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't yeah. really
0: want to do it at forty because what mm-hmm. if what if he kind of goes back to 2018? And 2019? we'll talk about
1: this later. But yeah, I'd much rather. Do Zach Granky. The
0: defense will support him, and I do love that. Absolutely, I love that defense. I'll take Steven Matz. He uh, could also there. turn
1: right back into a pumpkin. Like and that,
0: yeah. And so that's I, I'm just like I I Waino. I respect that people are jumping in because like he was good again in 20, and then you add in last year, it's 271 innings of like really good work. I want to look for the next guy that's going to do that, though. The next veteran that's going to be going way late. Or a waiver pickup, as Waino was for me in the mm-hmm. main,
1: and and find
0: it that way personally. That's yeah. why I haven't really been going for Waino. Uh, what about Strowman with the
1: Cubs? Uh, took him in that mock draft yesterday. Okay. Um, feel pretty uh, good about uh, him. I feel okay about him. He's never a guy that ends up on many of my teams, though. Um, but this was a situation where I take taken uh, – my starting pitchers were Corbin Burns and uh, Chris Sale um and Blake Snell and I just wanted someone I felt like I was going to get a lot of innings from um and I love that they brought in Andrew Linden Simmons uh to play uh short there for him because I think that really Mm -hmm. helps uh you know his ground ball tendencies um lack of strikeouts you know can be a bad whip guy I think that'll improve a little bit but yeah I just he's just such an unsexy profile that I, I I rarely end up with him
0: Yes, same here, but you know, he, he's good. He's a good stabilizer. Uh, the Alex is in San Francisco between Wood and Cobb, which, if any, are you taking?
1: Um uh Wood. I i do not trust Alex Cobb's health. And I do trust San Francisco, and so that's why he's not off my board. But um Cobb has just had so many injuries over the years that I'm just uh and I and I think honestly, if if Alex would is able to stay healthy like he did last year and, and keep the skills that he kept last year, just add a few more innings. Um, he could be like a surprise breakout yeah. out of, you know, like uh, a top exactly SP. Scope. Yeah, exactly. I, I think so, there is like that possibility. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Hyunjin Ryu, any, uh, are, are you out on him? I, I no, not at have, all. Yeah. Some people are ready to erase, like kind of be like move on from him as a stud because last year was rough. I'm, I'm, like i'm not i don't say giving him a pass where i'm just like not caring about any of it but i think the discount has been appropriately Mm -hmm. given to him i think even more i was about to say even Um, more so than should have been done so i'm back in on ryu here's a
1: here's a narrative alert um for those of you who don't like narratives like i don't like narratives Um, he couldn't see his family his entire year last year and Mm -hmm. he said it affected him because of covid yeah. Um, and, and the rules that Canada has around letting people from other countries inside. So, um, it says it affected him, uh, a ton. Um, and I believe that, uh, a guy sense. who doesn't, yeah. who, guy whose first language is not the language where he's living. Um, now you don't get to see your family. Um, you're like a prisoner of war playing baseball. Um, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I do think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be a lot better. Is he going to be elite? I think it's hard for a guy like him in that park with that turf, um, even though the defense got better to necessarily be elite. But um, I think he's way undervalued. I've got him way higher than where he's been going.
0: Yeah, I, I like a Ryu buyback. I think uh, that people have been ready to kind of get rid of him. And so that at this first sign of trouble, they're like – Get real mm-hmm. off my board. I'm not doing that. I'm not making that mistake. I think he bounces back. And you know, I do like that. He pretty much stayed healthy. He's made 31. I mean, not pretty much. He was healthy, but made 31 turns. So that's that his biggest concern in past years has been injury. So yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some whip studs. These guys are gonna help your whip. They might have a little bit of an ERA problem because a lot of them have home run issues, they're control guys that need to tighten up the command, but they give you that good whip. And I think these guys are generally undervalued in fantasy because they might have a high threes, low fours ERA, and then their awesome sub one, two whip is underrated. That's Jose Arquiti, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, and Anthony Descalfani. Uh Arquiti has a health issue as well, uh, no doubt about it. And Descalfani's had some issues in the past, but who do you like best here out of this quartet of whip studs?
1: Uh, it's Descalfani and it's not even close. Um, um. Joe Ryan for me. Um I like Joe Ryan's the only other one out of these four Keating. that I would draft. I I, I won't uh, draft um Ur-Kitty. I won't draft uh Ober um Ober maybe Urkedy I'm like completely out on. Like I I don't understand why people want to be like Urkedy's the next thing. He doesn't strike guys out. He has a homer problem. He's in, he's got injury issues.
0: He has like, swing and miss stuff. Are... He has elite control and he's
1: 26, 27. Yeah. And at some point, he's going to have to prove it for where I'm going to pay for it. Like I, I just... mean, it,
0: he has swing and miss stuff, though. Like he, 12% swing and strike rate. Like it's there. He's got a deep arsenal. I don't know, man. I'm big on Rikini still. I know the home run she's there. The command needs to be refined, right? He's a control guy right now. He needs that next piece of the command. The health is there, but I think the health is appropriately priced. For Urkidi, he goes around pick 250, 240, 244 is his ADP over these last six drafts of, of um draft champions. I think that's a fair price. Like, that's it's a counter- not a bad
1: price. I just yeah. don't, I don't, I don't see the breakout come.
0: Okay. Um, that's, whereas think, that's with that's
1: like go Fani, we saw the breakout
0: and yep. people are it, still
1: fading it. Like, I
0: especially if you uh sat him against the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, or in like, Cal- a, a, like his three Colorado. worst starts were two against the Dodgers and one in Colorado. You could it is conceivable that avoided you those. avoided all of those, yep. Um, you know. And now there's less games against the division, right? This year, isn't that the schedule? Oh, is it? It's, it's, or, it's or, or is that start next year? I, that um, I do. I do not know offhand. Either but either that, this year or next year, there's going to be, be less division games. So I think that'd it's be great year, for actually. him. Um, but it. either way, like. He stayed in San Francisco. like the the big concerns for me was like oh where's he gonna go? He stayed mm-hmm. in San Francisco, uh, with that good defense, good park, good or- pitching organization. Um, I love Desclafani. I think he's vastly underrated.
0: Okay, I, I definitely think there's some underrating of him, but I like that whole group there. I would be open mm-hmm. to any of them. Uh, young Gamble's here. These are guys that a little bit different than the young arms looking to make a leap. They've got uh, bigger questions, but they could also be studs. Wasgari Noah, Garrett Whitlock. I don't know what his status is. I'll look him up in a minute. You're trying to stretch him out. Okay. Okay. Drew Rasmussen, Josiah Gray, Tyler McGill, Jesus Lazardo, and Carlos Hernandez um, in Kansas City. Who do you like here on the Young Gambles? Any of them that have, you've been have been like a pet player of yours that you're taking consistently or anything like that?
1: I've been getting a lot of Patino, Rasmussen, and Josiah Gray. Um, I love. love Oscar, you know, uh, but the injury scares me. Um, uh, you know, he finished the year with a shoulder, uh, finished the playoffs with a shoulder, stu- uh, shoulder issue. Um, that just scares me enough, and he's a two-pitch guy. Um, Tyler Miguel looked really, really good um, in that spring start. I've been uh, on that Tyler Miguel train. I haven't, but I'm he's another one of these guys that someone, his men will be 100. Someone will take him oh, you in the think top think it's going to be that, yeah. that high? No, he goes. somebody will.
0: No, his I, I, I won't be me
1: right now. No, 150. I, Even mm, that's crazy. 125. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll say 125. Somebody no, will. It won't I mean, be me. It won't be me either. And I love him. I got, I got Tyler McGill on four teams. I got him I nowhere. I, um, I'm but I know Scott well, Jenstad loves him and he's in bro. our main, so there's no okay. way that that's, he makes it
0: that's Tyler Molly Nathan avaldi sean Manaya area I can actually believe it yeah
1: thank you like um, I, he,
0: he would he would kind of like he he has not proven nearly as much as any any of those guys pardon me but I don't it would be a lot right you don't have to take him there but if you're worried that somebody else in the room is is ready to take him at any point again i think 150 is probably that would be my pick he went he went he went
1: round 16 the first pick of round 16 in the tag team. Okay. Um, is Tyler McGill and yes. with the Mets, by the way, somebody, somebody's going to jump. I, I just okay. know it.
0: Um, no, I, I he is going to get jumped, but you're, you're putting out some, uh, big also
1: I'm there. a big Carlos Hernandez guy. I've got Carlos Hernandez on a lot of teams. Um, but I, I, Patino and Rasmussen are quickly becoming two of the guys that I have on a lot of teams. Um, okay. especially now with Boz not going to be yeah. starting the year in the rotation. They're guaranteed to start in the rotation. Um, I think they will be even more careful with Boz than some people think they will be. Oh, he's uh, going to come back as a reliever. Um, yeah, he's going to sure come back. Yeah. He's going to come back as a reliever, but I also think he, they're going to just be very, very, very careful with him. So uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Rasmussen and Patino have a, a fair amount of rope um, in, uh, in Tampa Bay. So love them. And, I'm so so intrigued by Josiah Gray. I know the homers okay. were an issue, so, Yeah, but... Let's talk about
0: this. Uh, this home run issue you are bringing it up yeah. with some other guys here. My
1: mm-hmm.
0: man, he he's got that uh he's got that uh, Tariq Scooble thing, right? Where it's like if you fix it, watch out. But exactly. it's a
1: severe mm-hmm. issue. It is a severe issue. It it absolutely is. Um it's uh... Yeah, oh man, that is really bad.
0: Um, it's 2.4 in his yeah. 71 innings as a major leaguer. It was pretty rough. Even Scoobo was like, "Damn, dog, that's that's kind of bad." <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it it is it is pretty rough, but it comes with like a 14% swing and strike rate. Yep. Oh, when they're
0: hitting it out, they aren't touching the ball. It's it's, yeah. it's either or. It's like it's Meatball City or
1: what was that? The, How did
0: you throw the, that? The
1: bigger the issue is it's the combination of the walk rate with those strikeouts. Yes. So because it, it, it expounds um, the issue more than it does with an
0: Ober Ryan Urquidy mm-hmm. and Descofani. They don't exacerbate their homers by walking guys.
1: So he either needs to um, be okay with putting guys on base or. He needs to just Robbie Ray and go. I'm not going to put anybody on base. You hit a solo, you hit a solo, but I'm going yep. to just strike out a ton of guys. Um, I don't know which one they're going to go with, but I'm I'm. It's such a cheap price that I'm willing to take the gamble on it.
0: It, it, it is, it is, a, it is a good price for sure. Uh, I totally agree with that. Josiah Gray, by the way, with the uh, mm-hmm. with the Washington Nats. very exciting. Carlos Hernandez in KC. We're we're going to finish up with picking three guys that are left because uh, we can't go all the way down the pool. It would be like a five-hour show. Um, and you
1: were gonna put Carlos I'm Hernandez, surprised we've so, gone through this many an hour and a half. This has been a
0: speed route. We are kicking, we are kicking it in the high gear. But I just want to cape for Carlos Hernandez as well, because we both <laughs> really like him. He showed some really nasty stuff. Uh 86 innings last year. Go through, watch some of those stars. If you're not sold on them, you will quickly become sold. It's not all there in the 85 innings where you're like, oh, this, that, and the other. There's different things that are there that uh, when you're watching him, 25 years old, there's a lot about uh, Carl Hernandez to like. All right, yep. pick three. One of yours is is somebody you always pick, but you have a different mm-hmm. reason for picking him. It's not just a meme. Uh, and then you got two two veteran volume guys. Get, give us your three guys here.
1: Yeah, so Kyle Gibson, obviously there's a meme around it. However, he has an amazing start to the season. So this is one of those guys you draft kind of late-ish, and then you drop. As soon as you see his first tough matchup, um, um, or you just hold on to him and 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 you know and kind of ride. He could be a team streamer, yeah, yeah, he, he could just, be a team streamer. Stream. Um, but he starts in Oakland, like that's, like. Oakland may be one of the worst offenses we've ever seen. Um, and that's a great part for him. It's going to be that bad. Um, it's a, uh, uh, I did draft Tony camp in the tag team though. With one of my last picks. His uh, <laughs> point
0: skills, they got me messed up, man.
1: I don't know. Uh, it was a 29th round. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's So cheap. That is what, all right. So uh, doesn't
0: he have the Mar- doesn't got Gibson get the Marlins after that?
1: Something like that. Like it's, Pirates, it's, it's a it's pretty, like- it's a pretty light early schedule for him. Um, I don't necessarily love him all season. I did definitely think you want to pick his spots pitching in Philadelphia, but love this, love, love his first time through. And so he's, you know, I'm, you know, when you're playing that short week that those first three games of the season, I want to attack guys like Gibson, guys like Madison Bumgarner, who are going to be waiver fodder in a lot of leagues, but have a really good first start, and then I'll drop and move on to. A streamer or a closing target or someone like that. Plus, um, um,
0: are you also thinking that like we're hearing a lot about how guys are going to start with like four or five innings? Yeah. Do you think some of these vets, these the we're going to get into Grinke? That's in the, the next guy on your list. The Grinkies, the uh, the um, the the Gibsons, the Bumgarners, the Miley's. Are they going to be the guys who might be able to go five, six, stretch it out a little bit and actually get into that win range? Is that why you're favoring some of these crusty old dudes?
1: That too. I'm also, in the season? yeah, absolutely. And I'm also, uh, looking at guys like Brent Suter,
0: um, mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know, these guys that were like wind hogs, uh, in middle relief oh my last God, year, that's crazy. for, for, for early, you know, these, these guys that are long relievers, the Tomlins of the world, uh, i like I'm Johnny looking for, Lasagna good,
0: for that reason too, by the way. Yeah. he's a big fireman.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these guys, especially in early, good early matchups, to see, hey, maybe I could seek a couple extra wins uh, early, and then you know, drop them for whoever the streamer of the week is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Grinky in KC mm-hmm. going back, you know, I was kind of leaving him for dead a little bit because I was thinking he might actually retire. And so that's why I was just kind of mm-hmm. ignoring my day. I was I too, but there. now I think
1: I put him as like a top 50 starter.
0: I was going to say, I completely 180. I didn't quite go that high, but I'm like, now I'm in. He's going back to where it all started. He still put up a 117 whip last year. Even the 416 ERA didn't kill you for 171 mm-hmm. innings.
1: I think the strikeouts will come uh, back.
0: Let, yeah, so that was the question then. Will the strikeouts get back into the 20s? Because it was at 17% last year. And if so, uh, what what can Granky do this year?
1: I mean... Greinke is one of the smartest pitchers um, we've seen, you know, and his big problem last year was giving up home runs um, and he stopped striking out guys. Uh, I think the the strikeouts will come back up a little bit, maybe not to previous levels, but enough where he gets gets back in 20, 21%. Um, I think the park will help. With the home runs, um, that division will help a little bit too, but the park uh, more so than others. Uh, I just think he is completely unspectacular but solid. Yeah, uh, and yeah. But, I kind of like rooting for it. And in another narrative, narrative time, right? Um, right. He's going right. back to Kansas City where he's comfortable, and that is a huge thing for him. It's not a huge thing for other people, but for him, he is—he's got social anxiety. Um, he really struggles being outside of his comfort zone. He's going back to a place that I think they said his, his actual home is like 30 minutes away from the park. Okay. Um, like this is, this is home for him. Um, and I think he's going to be comfortable and I think that's a big thing for a guy like him.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great call out with, uh, with, with Zach Grinke. like I said, I moved him way back up much more Mm -hmm. in consideration for me. Now, Wade Miley, um, The Cubs yoinked him for free. You know, just got to pay the toll, and it was $10 million from the the Reds. That was the first sign that the Reds were just giving up. Um, Because Miley is not bad as a a $10 million arm in real life. Mm -hmm. What do you think of him in fantasy?
1: Not going to get many strikeouts from him, but he's moving to a better park. Um, The defense behind him uh, is going to be better, uh, especially with Simmons. Um, I think he is a solidly unspectacular guy again. Uh, and, I, you know, he's one of those guys you can kind of attack early in good matchups and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, he's not a league winner, but like if Wade Miley or Greinke were this year's Adam Wainwright, would we be surprised? Because I wouldn't. Exactly. I mean, Wade Miley pretty much was last year. Yeah. Like, you know, let's oh, out. Yeah. But like he, you know, he threw 163 innings with a 337 uh, ERA. Like that's, the whip was the big difference. The whip was the big issue, but, but still. better defense behind them, better park. Maybe that helps out.
0: Yeah, and I, I think Grinky could definitely be the wayno, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't just not buy wayno because yeah. I'll just buy Grinky instead. So I went a little bit more on the upside end than the mm-hmm. solid volume, and so it makes a good uh, yin-yang here with our picks. Reed Detmers is my first. He's starting to get the hype train because he had a huge oh, yeah. spring outing, mm-hmm. uh, which bums me out a little bit, but I'm also excited by it because I really, really do like him. And uh, it's going to raise the price, but that's okay. I again, I encourage people to watch some of the 20 innings last year because you're not going to see it in the in the stats from those 20 innings, but you're going to see it watching and be like, this guy has it. There's those glimpses of just studliness, and it could just be something that comes together quickly. It is a it is a bet for sure that uh, might not pan out. Reed Detmers could be somebody you end up cutting very soon, but you take him with one of your later picks on um, the chance that he's one of the big breakouts this year. Um, even in a six man rotation, I'm willing to do that. I think the upside is rich with Detmers.
1: that, um, that angels rotation is sneaky. Good.
0: Yes. If it's it is. healthy,
1: it needs to stay healthy. Um, that's the
0: biggest issue for sure. But they've got, yeah, they have Otani, talent.
1: Syndergaard and Sandoval. Um, but Lorenzen, is really interesting. Um, I didn't pick him reason- here because I talk about him a lot, but he would have been
0: one of my picks, yeah. but I, I kind of want to get some new names going.
1: Yeah, and then that's what I did too. I mean, I could have talked about Patrick Corbin and talked about <laughs> you know all those guys and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I think uh I think that rotation is kind of sneaky good, which is surprising considering they didn't really add to it after Syndergaard. So um I guess they added Lorenzen, but um my only question is who's playing shortstop there? david is fletcher it david probably. fletcher yeah yeah probably i mean the defense is good at least but
0: the hitting is not um i actually am the radio probably going to call me here Sirius going to call me so i got two more mm-hmm. guys nestor cortez has a great shot at that fifth starters role and he pitched really well last year he, he get, he's getting no love he's kind of like a ranger suarez type uh where he came out of the bullpen pitched really well but is is much lower, much a cheaper Ranger Suarez type because nobody's giving him any love. I think Nasty Nestor could be good, and I'm buying back in on Tony Gonsolin. The, the discount has been appropriately put on him after the disastrous year last year. But like I said earlier, they don't have a ton of guys that they can go to this year. Gonsolin's going to have an opportunity to get back into that rotation and be is a he? factor.s
1: What is he? They just yeah, signed Tyler I, Anderson too. I, I
0: don't believe that like Tyler Anderson or Andrew Heaney. I think, he's, him I think, out he's, a, I
1: think he's a six starter, which is fine. The teams are gonna use six starters, yeah, quite a bit. Team, teams are gonna use eight starters. Guys, so. Um he's not better than Heaney, but um yes, he is. Oh my god. <laughs> uh but yeah, <laughs> I no, I mean, teams mean. are gonna use six starters this year, probably yeah. seven or eight starters, and the giants have like 15 starters right now. It's ridiculous. Damn. Yeah, I mean, like the
0: teams are, are getting ready because they got to mm-hmm. gear up
1: because they know that there's going to be
0: shortened outings, especially at the front end. So I'll take Gonzo. Like I said, the command escaped him last year. He was dealing with injury. If he's healthy, I think he's going to be good. And I do think he can actually get a good number of innings, even as a six starter there. So yep. he's my third with, uh, with Nestor and Reed Detmers. And that's perfect timing because the radio is calling right now. So just see you in Vegas. Great work on the SP. See you in Vegas, man. Take care. Take it easy. I know we're live uh, recording. I have to pee. <laughs> I'm the smallest bladder so ever, so I'll, I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> this is the beauty of live radio. I should write this down so I can take it down. The audio version. Um, yeah, uh, I know there's at least one person watching live, but uh, so if you got questions, now's the time to ask because Paul is peeing. And we are at the 52-minute mark. That way I can make sure to take this off. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited for the main event. Uh, I am planning on crushing Paul. Uh, Paul has no chance. Let's just be honest. He's going to be uh, stuck on that 15 turn. Watching all these runs happen, really won't be able to catch up. Uh, He's going to take, like, two crappy Tigers in the first and second round. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I feel bad for him. He's drafted next to Michael Govier, who will get in his head. Michael Govier seems like this really loving person that uh, is just fun, but he gets in your head. He knows how to attack you uh, mentally. He's gonna make you question decisions with his laughter and his love. Um, And uh, I don't know that Paul's gonna be able to handle that. I don't know that Paul has the ability to block out a Michael Govier. This is like the worst possible draw in the main event for Paul. Because not only is he drafting with a bunch of people he knows uh, and are his friends and who know him, uh, but he's drafting next to a guy who is going to be boisterous and loud and will throw him off his game. Uh, and that's uh, that's the sneakiness of Michael Govier uh, that we don't talk about uh, a ton in the industry. Um, I'm just filling time right now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Paul is taking an extra long time to pee. I don't understand why it's taken him this long. Um, so, but uh, while I'm in Vegas, I'll also be doing uh, the, uh, ult- or not the ultimate auction, the, uh, the uh, auction championship, uh, which is a $1,500 uh, auction league. I think Paul's going to sit in with me on that draft. Uh, which should be a ton of fun uh, uh, it's it's a really really tough room though so I think Mark Cerebro uh, is in that league. Uh, Jenny Butler who's been on the podcast is in that league. Um, I can't remember exactly uh, everybody else but uh it's it's a very very tough league. Oh, I think dave Potts is in that league as well. Um, very very tough league and it's my first NFBC auction. Uh, ever uh, so definitely a little bit nervous about that gonna be working real hard to get my values uh done done for that tonight uh because i leave for vegas tomorrow and if you are in vegas please 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 stop by and say hi um it's uh i think it'll be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun be running around crazy so uh, i apologize for that if you are uh if you're a witness of my craziness while i'm in vegas but Um, Definitely come up and say, hi, don't be shy. Uh, I think often people like see uh, Paul or I out in public and they they don't want to bother us. But um, as long as you're not bothering me during the main event, like somebody did one year where like in the middle of me picking, like he asked like for a picture, um, then uh, it would be a lot of fun. So and here is Paul returning to the program. I did not fall in. I just vamped.
0: Well done. I did not fall in. I smacked my knee. Okay, because I was wondering, I asked, I was and like,
1: Paul is taking an extra long time to pee. I smacked the hell out of my knee and then it started bleeding. I'm like, are you
0: kidding me? This is like not the time right now, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good. I'm a All gangly, right. I'm a gangly son of a bitch. All right.